Salam, salam from the Windy City. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 2nd of June, 2022. Here's a quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. Let's kick off this edition with some news on the conflict in the Tigray region. Last week we told you that the highest amount of aid had reached Tigray since the ceasefire. However, this past week, the number was topped. On Friday the 27th, more than 200 trucks containing aid left for Tigray from the Afar region. Still, NGOs said that it was not enough. They said that more than 5 million people in Tigray are in need and that at least 500 trucks of aid should be sent to the region every week. In related news, the World Food Program revealed that some of its trucks stranded in Tigray because of fuel shortage have started to leave after oil reached the region. The program said that these trucks entered the Tigray region back in 2021. Some police that were displaced because of the war have also gotten back home. The displaced were originally from the western Gondar zone in the Amhara region. They were staying in shelters in Aiko and Saraba in the Amhara region, but miles away from their homes. Now, we've also told you that the police arrested Brigadier General Tefra Mammo for attempting outrage against the Constitution. He was brought before the Amhara region Supreme Court on Monday the 30th. The investigation team asked for 14 more days to collect evidence, while Tefra's lawyer argued that the general should be allowed to be released on bail. The court granted the investigation 10 more days, and Tefra was refused bail. After Tefra's arrest, it seemed like the government carried out a purge. By Saturday the 28th, the police had arrested 10 journalists and other media workers. Among them were famous YouTubers Miyaza Mohammed and Bekalu Alamru, who were both charged with instigating chaos and disorder. The police also arrested journalist Tomeskin Desalen, who is the managing director of the magazine Fateh, or Justice, and Sabantu Ahmed, who worked for TV channel Funfine, Integrated Broadcasting Television. Sabantu Ahmed was released on Monday the 30th, but the police said that they'll take her back if needed. Now, the Federal Police Crime Investigation Operation head officer, Melissa Adisa, said that they suspected these media workers of plotting against the government and the defense forces by spreading lies about them and by using religious and ethnic differences to instigate violence. However, some people believe that these media personnel use clickbait titles and images that are triggering and divisive just to earn more money on YouTube. On the other hand, the Ethiopian Human Rights Commission urged for the release of all media workers. The commission, Dr. Daniel Bacale, said that the, according to Ethiopia's media laws, persons who have committed crime using mass media can only be arrested after judgment is pronounced. Still, media workers weren't the only ones that got arrested this past week. The Anat Party said that some of its workers were detained and then released. However, they said that some workers were still in jail. A higher official of the party, Baldaras Sentayu Chekel, was detained in the Amhara region's capital city, Bardar. The state of the country's economy is concerning, especially when it comes to foreign currency exchange. One U.S. dollar is 50 burr at the official exchange rate, but almost 80 burr in the black market. According to an expert, Konstantinos Pesesefa, this is dangerous, especially because of the war in the north. He also said that arresting individuals participating in the black market is not enough and that there needs to be an economic and legal framework to control the situation. Ethiopia desperately needs foreign currency, and this is partly because of fuel prices. The price of fuel has fluctuated over the years, but now it is constantly rising. So far, in the 2021-2022 budget, Ethiopia has already spent 2.8 billion U.S. dollars, which is almost a billion more than what the country spent on fuel in the 2020-2021 period. Next year isn't looking great either, as Ethiopia is predicted to spend 5.6 U.S. billion dollars on fuel. Speaking of billions, 
the Ministry of Justice has revealed that banks have been scammed out of almost 2 billion burr, which is 40 million U.S. dollars throughout the past four years. The Commercial Bank of Ethiopia, which is the biggest bank in the country, was scammed out of 20 million U.S. dollars. Continuing with business news, Coca-Cola inaugurated a new factory in Sabetta, a city in the outskirts of Addis. Coca-Cola spent $100 million U.S. million to build this factory, which can produce more than 100 million bottles of soft drinks in a year. The company also introduced its newest product to the Ethiopian market, the Minute Maid Juice. The industry sector, Malaku Alabel, was at the inauguration and said that this new factory showed that the Coca-Cola company trusts Ethiopia and recalled that the company has been operating for more than 60 years in the country. Ray Joffrey, a Spanish pharmaceutical company, says that it is interested in investing in Ethiopia. Representatives of the company were in the country and had a meeting with the CEO of the Industrial Parks Development Corporation, Sendokan Debebe. Sendokan and the representatives talked about incentives, options, and ways to set up a manufacturing plant at the Kalinto Industrial Park, which is located in the outskirts of Addis. Ethio Telecom and Hybrid Designs, a parent company of Ride, which is Ethiopia's version of Uber, signed a partnership agreement that would enable Ride customers to settle payments using the newly emerging Telebird digital payment system. Friwa Tamru, CEO of Ethio Telecom, and Samroat Fikru, CEO of Hybrid Designs, signed the agreement on Thursday the 26th. The Ministry of Innovation Technology says that it is preparing a law that aims to encourage innovators and patent owners. The ministry's research and innovation sector directly... Director General Salemin Adefres said that the ministry is supporting innovators through various incentives. He said that this new law includes more incentives like training and competitions, as well as the opportunity to help innovators create enterprises of their own. A dialysis center built in the Menelik Referral Hospital, a government hospital in Addis, was inaugurated on Monday the 30th. The center was built by the Addis Ababa City Administration in collaboration with the Ahab Medical Center. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed and Addis Mayor Adanich Abebe were both present at the inauguration. Ethiopian Airlines has revealed that it has started another route to one of the most popular destinations, Washington, D.C. The new route gets to the U.S. capital through Togo's capital, Lom. The airline will operate 10 weekly flights to D.C., the airline also began flying to Chennai, India on the 2nd of June. This is the airline's fourth destination in India, after Mumbai, New Delhi, and Bengaluru. Let's wrap up this edition with some entertainment news. The Leza Award was held this past week at the Hilton Hotel in Addis. As we've told you before, the award annually recognizes the best in music and film. In this year's edition, Idol Show winner Dawit Sige took home two awards, Best New Singer and Best Album for his debut album, Yene Zima. Regne, a series that took home several awards just last week at the Gumma Awards, won Best Series. The late great singer Tilahun Gisese won Best Video Clip. You can check out the list of all the winners and Tilahun's music video using the links in the show notes. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Summer's just around the corner and the weather's getting hot, so remember to drink water, wear sunscreen, and subscribe to our show. Okay, the last one might not protect you from the heat, but do it anyway. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at ethiopia at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Rorschach Ethiopia. Ciao.